0: In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 84 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. I'm Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great,
2: Val. How are you going?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm like I'm recovering.
2: <laughs> I know we've had a big week, haven't we? Yeah, we
1: have <laughs> very big week.
2: We should have been pod- like we, we should have been in the same room together doing this, but we just ran out of time, didn't we? we were Absolutely. going to do a podcast uh, when we were both in Melbourne together a few days ago but it was just too full on there was just too much to do
1: the moment we woke up we were busy you were shooting and i was shooting you yep and uh and there were models coming and going and it was just flat out we barely stopped
2: to eat no we stopped to eat
1: (laughs) well we stopped to eat but then we didn't stop for long
2: it wasn't like long. Well, we went you know, to the luxurious same... lunches. Yeah, but we, we went
1: local? <laughs> We went to the same cafe like sixteen times. That's not know. stopping they to eat our...
2: anywhere Good. They knew our order, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, lots of toasted sandwiches too through the day. It was uh, mm. it was all good. It was uh, got lots done and uh, uh, lots of uh, new tutorials for the uh, gold community. And uh, yeah. The, uh, the new course too, which is, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about.
1: Very, very excited. And it's called uh, How to Get Off Auto and Master the Magic of Manual Mode. And I am very excited about it. And you can find out more at com, But um, it's, it's something that um, I'm not fully on auto. I'm one of those people who for a long time – was stuck on either aperture priority or shutter yeah. speed, shutter priority, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I kind of kitted myself into thinking that, well, I'm not really fully on auto. I'm a little bit yeah, of the way there. Yeah, But I think that um, talking to you, one of the best things about learning all of the aspects of manual mode so that you have the confidence yeah. of going fully manual is pretty exciting because suddenly you can, Actually, compose images or create the look in images. It's hard to describe, really, but if suddenly you can create the the look in images that you've always wanted, that you kind of thought you
2: were achieving
1: in auto, yeah. but actually
2: you weren't. <laughs> and I, uh, what was uh, really cool for me was watching the little light bulb moments for you. <laughs> and I was just like. I go, right, okay, so that point came across really well because it's just you, you see, you go,
1: oh, right. (laughs) Absolutely. It was great. It was such a great experience and a great apprenticeship and I'm so excited that we're able to bring this into a course so that everyone else can experience it as well because, as you say, there were certainly light bulb moments for me in in things that it's like, oh, my God, okay, I really, like even though I kind of got it, I yeah. really got it and yeah. that's one of the things that you do so well is the way you explain things is like oh my god okay I, I could always tell it to you but because you know I, can, I read things and, and stuff, yeah. but but really experiencing and totally understanding it is a whole other thing so I'm sure that this course is going to be valuable for for anyone especially if you are Currently on auto, or stuck in that in between stage that I yeah. have been stuck in for quite a long time.
2: But or, also, or, sorry, Mavel, or bamboozled by like like I was with uh, all the techie talk yes. when people try and explain. All right, here's the uh, exposure triangle. Here and and I was just like, I remember when people tried to explain it to me. I'm just like, what language are they speaking it yes. was just so complicated um so yeah this, but what's this is interesting
1: like... what was interesting for me is because I do read stuff and I understand it intellectually I understood the techie side of it but never kind of figured figured out how it all came together right so even though intellectually I could have explained it technically to you I just didn't have that, you know, all coming together part of it, which I think is so invaluable. But um, as Gina mentioned, we also shot, apart from the course, a whole heap of really exciting tutorials for the gold community, which is the most awesome dynamic community that you can find at ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And it's a brilliant place where everyone shares ideas, where you get direct access to Gina and um, some live monthly masterminds, and we're changing the times up so that people from all over the world can attend. To, so we're, we're we're you know trialing different times so that whether you live in the UK or the US or wherever, hopefully you can attend some of the masterminds. But even if you can't, we record all of the masterminds, and um, to to ensure that you can have access to the recording if you can't make it. And if you can't make it as well, you can always submit your question to Gina prior to the mastermind, and Gina will make sure that she answers it on the call. But enough about that. Let's move on to what we're talking about this week, because one of the things we're going to get into is behind the scenes on an actor's editorial shoot, which is yes a real-life thing that we
2: did last week. Yes, we did. We did that together. You were there and uh, filming the whole thing as well. So we're going to talk about that, break it down. We did... Uh, lots of different shots and lots of different techniques. So we'll go into all the uh, the nitty gritty and then uh, probably next month we'll put all the uh, behind the scenes from that uh, shoot uh, up for the gold members as well. Yeah. Well, but, but we'll break it down here for the podcast too.
1: Very, very exciting. And I'm yeah. very excited to finish off uh, – sh- well, I've already shot it, but um, finish off editing the videos because I um, – I know that people are going to learn a lot in the gold community to to look at, like, be a fly on the wall at how these shots were set up, what gear was used, what gear wasn't used, and Mm. um, how you directed this guy as well. But before we delve into that, we have a couple of um, points that you want to mention. Is that right, Gina?
2: Yeah, so uh, during the week, uh, one of my assistants, uh, Rob Hay, showed me this great new... uh, uh, like the electrical MacGyver. <laughs> oh. So this guy is an electrical engineer. He's a bit crazy. Uh, I've put the link to the YouTube video that he showed me where he gets a 20,000 watt light bulb. Oh so just to put that into context, the one that you might have if, uh, in your house, maybe or in your bedside lamp is probably between 50 and 100 watts. Mm. This is twenty. 1000 watts. Now it's like it's like the size of a basketball, right? This this globe, that's how big it is and the filament, you know, the little wire things in it look like bed springs. Wow. That's how thick they are and he's just like he starts by talking about that. He's a real character like you love him straight away and uh he he all he does on his YouTube channel is tinker around with electrical stuff like that and like I'm scared of electricity. Yeah, like I don't too. properly understand it. So I've got a lot of respect and uh, like and, – and it's kind of like, you know, a bit of uh, fear and it's like for me watching a horror movie when he's putting this all together and mm. and then you just whack this in and lo- he's like a bit like a Jamie Oliver kind Ooh, of character, gosh. you know. And uh, But what he does is he, he does this test where he uh, sets up this bulb and he lights up – the entire street with it and it's just like it blows you away so um this type of bulb is used on movie sets really that's what it's for the bulb itself costs about two and a half thousand but i just thought i'd put it in uh the show notes so if any of the uh the techie geeks uh just want to have a bit of a laugh or just uh be blown away by something like you, we, we all like, just imagine having one you do a shoot at night i got my <laughs> twenty thousand watt bulb i'll just whack that in and we'll make the you know nighttime daytime it's yes. amazing so uh, he's got three phase power in his house he's got like the ultimate uh uh shed there in his backyard that he does all the experiments with and i, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever so um check it out if you're into that sort of stuff uh, i certainly got a laugh
1: out of it brilliant we'll put the link in the show notes which of course you can find at Now. You have another uh, link from F-Stoppers, is that right?
2: Uh, So um, one thing I did this week, so uh, aside from filming with you and doing actors' shots, uh, I've been working on this ongoing uh, big show. I've got my final day tomorrow where I'm shooting uh, all these uh, like octogenarians and people in their 90s too, Val, beautiful environmental portraits with everyone. Uh, I tried something a bit different uh, and uh, I was lent uh, again from uh, Rob, one of my assistants, his 35mm Sigma lens because he's like, Do you want to have a go at the 35, 1.4 for the wow. environmental portraits? Because I kept saying, I don't like going to 24. It feels too wide. And I've always sort of had this fascination with the 35. That's the uh, lens of choice uh, for a lot of uh, documentary photographers. It's just – it kind of feels like the perfect lens. It's wide enough to just get enough of the uh, background in. It's perfect for doing, like, character portraits, environmental portraits. It doesn't really distort the background too much. And the 1.4 was really attractive to me. So I got it out, put it out. Now, the Sigma lens is um, about half the price of uh, the, the, uh, Canon. the Canon version. Yeah. And uh, f-stoppers did a comparison side by side. Mm. And uh, they found that uh, they actually uh, gave the Sigma like uh, j- just by a nose really? over over the Canon one. Um, now, in testing it myself... I the, the I loved it it was great but I was shooting with it uh heavily backlit so uh I struggled to focus and I wondered it like I I'm not sure I think the glass on uh the Canon might focus tiny bit quicker and that's what I noticed with uh like the L series lenses over a lesser lens that's kind of what you pay for that's what you get when you pay a little bit more money you'll get things like a little bit faster focusing and uh mm. sort of a slightly better uh, you know kind of transition to blur a better a, a nicer kind of blur in the background but uh, I think it's about nine hundred bucks. The Sigma, a very, very, very nice lens. I was, I was pretty happy with it. I loved uh, the one point four. So, Val, for for someone who's been like a lover of the zoom, yeah. I'm kind of starting to kind of i want one really (laughs) yeah yeah i think i'm i was thinking of uh looking at the 50 mil fixed lens like a a 1.2 uh but it's not going to be quite wide enough so it'll be limited in what i can use i love my 85 for portraits fantastic lens 1.2 i'm now i'm thinking about getting uh picking up uh, a, a 35 now just adding that to my kit and uh yeah playing with uh fixed lenses a bit more so you can Teach an old dog new <laughs> tricks.
1: And so in what kind of situations are you keen to use the 35
2: in? So situations like this shoot that I was using, it probably would be uh, a good travel lens. It didn't feel all that heavy. Uh, so it, it would be actually a perfect travel lens uh, and a good portrait lens where you want to get more of the background in. So what I was doing with uh, when I used it is I kind of like to bring my subject closer to the camera. So that they're filling the frame. So I might have a headshot, three quarter shot of the person. So you bring them all the way up close to the, to the lens. And then you've got the background in, you know, behind them so you get a lot of sceneries. It's it's good for that if you want to have that lovely environmental portrait. Now if I did something like that on the eighty five and I'm shooting at, at one point four or one point six, you tend to lose the background a little bit mm. if it's far away so you don't get as much detail and it's a little bit of a longer reach. So you're not being able to get as much of the environment. So um yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of Lennon like, you know, um tell me what you think if you guys are lovers of the thirty five uh mill format yeah um, uh tell me what you think and if you want to um get in touch news at dot if you've got a question uh send it in there or
1: just reach out on social media yes
2: or you know twitter uh, instagram facebook wherever we're there <laughs> all right the so valerie coo
1: that's right the valerie coo on snapchat so uh we have a shout out to a listener from the USA who has said shedding light on photography. And um, this listener has said, let's get to the point. This podcast deserves to be in your listening rotation. Gina has a unique way of getting the subject across that is good for us amateurs and valuable to the pros alike. The interaction between Gina and Valerie remind me of another one of my favourite podcasts, The Two Hoses. Hmm, okay (laughs) i'm not sure what that's about but all right (laughs) i don't think i could go a week without listening to either podcast both make my day a little brighter so if you have not subscribed to this podcast already do so now you won't ever regret it
2: wow thank you so much that's very cool that was from the uh u.s uh yes yeah brilliant you've made my
1: day i really appreciate it and for any of you, if you do enjoy the podcast and have 30 seconds to leave us a rating or a review, we'd really appreciate it because it helps us in the rankings on iTunes. So, thank you so much to a listener from the USA. Uh, that's, um, and that's, that's how that's he's brilliant. listed,
2: a listener from the yes.
1: USA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who the two hoses are, but...
2: Let's look it yeah, it's a bit <laughs> too hoes. <laughs>
1: That's what it kind of sounds like. I'm I think ho is the same in Australia as views in the US. <laughs> Although we did post a photo of us um, last week and somebody, and certainly the UK listeners will uh, appreciate this, um, somebody wrote, You remind me of Patsy and Adina, (laughs) who, of course, are from Absolutely Fabulous, which is a new movie coming out. But let us move on to talk about uh, the shoot that we did. So what happened was, and this this particular actor, his name is Timothy Springs, he was getting an editorial shoot done by you. Is that
2: correct, Gina? That's right. And uh, Timothy is what's known as a triple threat. Well, yes. So acts, yes, sings, dances, dances mm. and uh, like and, uh, and models—is that like quadruple threat? Quadruple threat. threat. Well, so I, quadru- I see here in his bio, he's also an aerialist.
1: So maybe he's a quintuple threat. Threat. Oh, I see. I didn't know what the word was, but I'm glad <laughs> <you were> here. <laughs> I'm not really sure what an aerialist is, but
2: maybe he does flips
1: and things like, like that. Does
2: acrobatics or something? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, sort of backwards somersault.
1: Timothy Springs is the face for the black no is is the face for the back to blue print campaign the gap global globally and he has been you know the poor guy because as soon
2: as he arrived I started <laughs> oh, he says the musical theater lover
1: <laughs> yes i started questioning him because i discovered that he was in well operas but also musical theater and i love musical theater So I gave him the third degree about all the musical theatre productions around. He's about to be in the Book of Mormon. His friends are in Hamilton, which is currently my favourite musical. Uh, And um, so the poor guy got the third degree, got a bit of an interrogation from me. He's from New York and um, grew up in New New York and went to Juilliard and has been in quite a number of different uh, musicals and and, and plays, um, Porgy and Bess, uh, Aida the Musical, he's been in Showboat, La Boheme, uh, oh, huge, huge number of things, um, Hairspray, Smokey Joe's Cafe, so he's been in lots of things. Yeah, talented guy. Very talented guy. He had a good
2: uh, music collection too, didn't he, Val?
1: He brought his iPod and his speaker. How (laughs) cool was that speaker? Yeah, really good. So we had some good mood music in the background as Gina was shooting. Now, let's start with what were you trying to achieve with this shoot, Gina?
2: So for Timothy what we wanted to to achieve is to give him like a uh, a whole series of looks that he could have in his portfolio so that when um he uh is ever interviewed or uh you know anyone wants the images he's got a whole selection ready to go so because he's such a busy guy that he's obviously not going to have time to do like photo shoots uh, all the time. So this is this is something that a lot of uh, uh, slashies. <laughs> like to do have a portfolio ready to go that you can uh you might uh keep that for some do it every year some do it every couple of years that you've got this uh stock of photos that you can hand out for online use to for all across all your social media and then whenever there's any uh requests uh from uh magazines and and uh you know for for um What's those things you get when you that they have a play on the books? What are they called? What <laughs> when you go to a play, they give you the book with all the pictures of everyone,
1: the program that's it. Yeah, oh my god,
2: <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff.
1: Mm, absolutely, and, uh, yeah. They're, and so, we, basically, it was a series of different looks, yes, because we wanted to achieve quite a number of different looks yes. based on the like it was like, like a half day. Yep, and um, uh, Timothy is a good-looking African American uh, performer, and he brung it, didn't sure he? Did. He had a great. And we will uh, we'll put the wardrobe. images. Yeah, we we'll put the images in the show notes, of course, which you'll find at GinaMilitia dot com. So, how shall we describe the day, Gina?
2: So let's let's break it down into like so. What I did before he got there, and then and then how we, how we set up the day. So basically, uh, before he arrived, I liaised with his agent agent. Uh, John Scott from Platform Me uh, and basically uh, we discussed uh, what we needed to achieve for him and then I uh, gave a list of uh, the sort of looks that I thought uh, would be uh, best for him. So I suggested that uh, he, uh, because immediately all I had to go on was a, a headshot uh, and a body shot and the head shot was like that that that's fine and then like a body shot he wasn't wearing much at all in the body shot so but i i thought what he needed was uh some good suit shots some really and and immediately as soon as i saw him i'm like he he'd look really cool in a suit and then i needed some sort of more uh casual options and just to bring a variety of different colors uh different cuts and different lines that, that we could work with. And then we uh, had, had sort of the, the location that we'd pick. We made sure that we had a location that had lots of different options. Uh, and the trick is to find a location that's uh, got good light uh, that you can ha- work with. So you can work a lot faster when you've got good light to start with, but then you can make good light great light. By adding uh, flash to that as well, so that's yep. what. So I was working with uh, with the 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 location we had had beautiful lighting, but we could also, but it was also raining too. Val, while it we were shooting, raining. so we had the option to uh, shoot inside with the available light, and then I was adding uh, things like uh, speed lights and uh, and. Uh, you know, portable battery-operated lights as well, and reflectors and things like that to manipulate the light and really change the look. So we could go from shots that were full daylight, which we we did, uh, to moody complete that looked like uh, nighttime shots as well. So we went we we covered everything in the same area because the danger is when you get a location uh, like an inside location the light is the same. It can be fairly flat and even. And so you can end up with a portfolio that whilst it's, uh, you might change people's clothes and sort of change the background, the look and feel is going to be the same because it's going to be the same sort of lighting everywhere. So I was really mindful of that and I wanted to make sure that I really changed up uh, the vibe of the lighting in each shot and, uh, and the vibe of the shoot and what he was doing to make it look like, it was several different uh, shoots in the one.
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, we started off with the shot at the pool table. So, basically, yes. Timothy, and we'll put the, all of these images here in the show notes, but if you're not near a computer, that's okay. Timothy was dressed in, you couldn't really see, he had pants on, but he then he had a white shirt and a vest on, and he was next to the pool table, and one of the things Gina got him to do was, you know, kind of like pretend to be playing pool, right? Yep. And um, so, tell us about that shot.
2: So basically, uh, at at first, because uh, the location that we were in had uh, a beautiful twenty k like movie style light, like a tungsten light. And uh, at first, when I saw that, I'm like, I'm going to use this light. I'm going to light the, light him with that. And uh, we turned it on. We gelled it to to black back to because it's tungsten. Uh, I used uh, we had um, daylight gels to convert that light to daylight so that it wouldn't look like he had beautiful daylight flooding in Um, but it killed the mood valve but this is like we were playing with that and it just it didn't look right so then I thought I'm just gonna have a you know, tweak, tweak around with uh, daylight on this shot. And so I got the 85 out and had a go at shooting that at around um, F1.4, uh, 1. 1. 1.6, and it was beautiful. The daylight was enough, but then it was kind of a little bit flat. So what we did is uh, we just uh, popped a little dook of light in the background uh, using a speed light and uh, put a little warming gel on that and just to have uh, a bit of something, just to to brighten it up in the background It made a big difference and um and then so what
1: Gina means by amp. what Gina means by putting a little dook in the background dook, using this dook is a, it's speed a technical light. term well It's yeah.
2: in all the photography books of
1: course yeah look it up in the macquarie dictionary so yeah. w- Gina actually put the speed light on the floor so you couldn't see it it was out of the shot she put the speed light on the floor but shone the you know tilted the light so that it would then bounce against the wall that was behind timothy yeah and so uh, it's and so
2: great having you there i don't have to describe <laughs> the shot you're there remembering everything val cool. you need to come to all my shoes <laughs> <laughs> she
1: bounced the light so that it reflected off the wall that was behind timothy but then used you, you use gels on that Speed light, correct? Yes. Why yes. was that? So a little
2: bit of a warming gel just to uh, add a little bit of uh, warmth into the background because uh, d- uh, it's a little the bit harsh. The flash is just a bit hard and a bit cold. Well, it's just uh, neutral. Um, and you can see, I've actually also included a shot of uh, Aaron, my uh, assistant, Aaron Extraordinaire. You also did an interview with him, too, Val, where I he uh, dissected the contents of his assistance, uh, bag. assistance bag that he travels with. And he just has everything in there, like the most amazing um, kit, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'll put that in the gold community as well yeah, as a tutorial interview with Aaron. But basically, Jeannie could see all of these really clearly, as in see the shots really clearly because she shot tethered to, yeah. was it the, the computer to what? Was it Capture One? Capture One Capture, yeah.
2: One, um, uh, Capture One is my uh, software of choice for shooting tethered. The reason I choose Capture One over Lightroom is that Capture One loads really quickly. It loads very quickly. Uh, the way Lightroom, I think, renders the files as they're downloading, it takes forever. And so Lightroom is great, I think, if you're a product photographer or you're shooting interiors or you're not, like, shooting a lot of shots. But when you shoot as quickly as I do, um, Lightroom does my head in for the, for shooting tethered. So that's why I use uh, Capture One. And I have to say I've been processing I work in Capture One now too, and uh, I went off it for a while, but I'm so back on now. I love it. Oh, it's so it's
1: amazing. So before uh, Timothy even arrived, uh, Gina knew that she was going to shoot with this pool table, and you know yes. the balls on the pool table and stuff like that. And while Gina and her assistant Aaron was setting up the shot and I was grilling poor Timothy about all his musical (laughs) theatre experiences. One of the things that um, I discovered about Timothy is that last year in Sydney, he was in Sydney, he had created and starred in a tribute to Sammy Davis Jr. where he sang kind of a retrospective of Sammy Davis songs and at, at a Cabaret venue in Sydney. And as he was telling me this, I looked at the pool table and I looked above the pool table and there was a classic photo of Sammy Davis Jr. dressed practically in the same things that Timothy oh, was in, playing cool
2: it was spooky wasn't it val it
1: was spooky yeah it
2: was meant to be and it's like mm. he he looked quite at home around a pool oh, table yeah. uh and, and yeah he just looks fantastic and so the way i shot these val was uh a really lifestyley feel so um i just uh kept talking to him while he was uh shooting and while i'm directing him and uh basically uh what I'm saying to him has nothing to do with the poor. I'm not saying laugh. I want you to look off camera. But the fact that I had to, to, to be able to uh, get my framing right and to get it to all to look great, I had the poor guy crouch, crouching like doing squats so that he would be the right height for me to be able to shoot him. So I was just telling him to feel the burn. And uh, it was just really funny because he's in pain. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and then, so the laugh, that came from him is so natural and so beautiful that it's very hard to direct and set something up like that where you go, okay, what I want you to do is laugh on cue now or laugh off camera. You can get that with some guys, but when you get it naturally, when it happens sort of um, organically like that, it's beautiful. So uh, that's 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 what we were doing to, to get that reaction. And uh, I think we really captured a beautiful, genuine smile and sort of uh, – Captured his personality as well in that shot. It's a really... um, Oh, it's a
1: brilliant. I love this this shot. It's a
2: really engaging shot, you know. I love this shot. Yeah. Okay, what's the next shot? So um, then uh, what I wanted to do is uh, I I wanted to move to beauty light and to a different background with the shot. And I kind of uh, just had him sitting there and I'm like, wait. And I did a, a test shot to see what my background was we still had the uh, speed light hitting the wall in the background. But what happened was uh, there was enough daylight to shoot him with and the speed light is still bouncing around. And so this is a happy accident. And when there's a happy accident, you just keep shooting and go, no, no, I meant for that to happen. And often this happens like you go, you can go off on a tangent and um, – get these great shots so uh so are you referring to
1: the shots where, where he's, he's
2: holding the cue ball and he's holding the cue and he's just sort of in profile and so chalking he's still, it yes yeah okay yeah so um Again, I'm on the 85, and uh, like there's, uh, I always look for windows behind people that are, and I I look for depth in a room. So if there's a window far away behind someone, it's going to blur beautifully. It it adds some beautiful light. It adds texture to the shot, and uh, it just makes for um, a really great, uh, a really great background. So there was enough light kicking around. Uh, to, to be able to shoot this with daylight and it just worked really well. So they were just a, a couple of uh, sides that, that, again, happened really organically and uh, so I was really happy with.
1: When you see this shot in the show notes, so basically there's a shot at ginamilitia.com in the show notes of the gu- of this guy, Timothy, um. It, With the pool cue, he's chalking the pool cue and he is sharp in the foreground and in the background you can't see what's going on. It's blurry. As Gina mentioned, there is a window kind of like far in the the background. But what's interesting about this shot, because I was there, is that this is a beautiful shot and and in this shot you absolutely cannot see what's going on in the background and it doesn't matter because he is the hero of the shot and the background is just – the, the background is just um, uh, out of focus. It yeah. doesn't really matter what's going on. It just looks like an ambient, lovely shot. Yeah. But in real life, and you, the people in the gold community will see this, it was a mess. It was yeah. uh, It was CDs it everywhere. It wasn't a mess. It's well, it, yeah, but it was very so. distracting. Yes, it's very it was, distracting. So that, there was CDs, there was a desk, there was a lamp, there was a sofa, yeah. there were cushions, there were, yeah. okay, so it wasn't a mess, but there was clutter. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There's a but lot of stuff there. But at 1.2, 1.4, and even like uh, shooting on a, like the, that's why I like the 70 to 200. When I shoot at 200 at 2.8, it just cleans out a room. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fantastic. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you have in the background. It's just uh, fantastic. So... Mm. Um, that's what I love about that. And so um, after that, I got him uh, suited up. And as he was getting dressed, I just noticed that uh, this little pocket of sunlight had hit his face again. So I just went, don't move. <laughs> and uh, I managed to, to get another portrait just because the light just happened to be in the right spot, and I didn't shoot uh, with flash at all. It was just like available light, and it just worked really well. Um, so that was great. And then, um, then I wanted to uh, like just use that beautiful um, uh, because the flash was bouncing around behind. Still, it just it just worked so well. Val, we had this like nice wrap around his face. Uh, and so when you're doing something like this you want to be able to uh, make it as easy on yourself as possible so that you're getting the most variety so you can change them slightly change the angle of the um the background so you've got something that looks different change their clothes and uh you you know you you can get a great shot so the next thing i noticed about timothy that i just want to talk about quickly val is uh finding the right angle of someone's face yeah and i think this is really important because for timothy i just found that he was uh really good dead square or slightly uh towards um He's opening up, uh, shooting into his right side, slightly in profile. But what he did naturally was uh, he would uh, tilt his head to the side and you find that with a lot of, like most people have a natural – Photo head,
1: look, <laughs>
2: photo photo face tilt, or a, or a head tilt, which is just the like it's a, it's almost a reaction. Some yep. people rear their head back, some people tilt to the side. Like everyone has something that they do. It's it's just like their comfort place. Yep, yep. And so, um, many photographers don't notice or don't correct it because you're so overwhelmed with is my photo sharp? You know, does everything look right? That they're missing it, but like it can make a huge difference. That's kind of like once I know my light is, is great, I've got my model in the position of the frame that I want them in and everything's looking right. I'm happy with the exposure. That's the final tweak for me. Yeah, um, And then it's once I've got that tweaked, then I work on expression. So it's just like generally just bring your head back. So it's just something that um, – like i encourage you all to try and remember i know there's a lot of stuff to remember especially when you're just starting out it can be overwhelming but just remember that that's the little one percenters that can really set your work apart from uh, from the others it's just that little final little tweak of the head can either give someone uh that little bit of extra confidence like bringing their face forward and chin down or just just tilting me i'm always straightening their head and the way i do that rather than um Going, no, move your head. No, no, no. Is I just make my uh, hands into uh, like I have bring my thumbs together in the middle, and I've got both hands. In front of me, and I just like uh, tilt tilt my hands the way I want them to uh, tilt their head, Mm, and I just say follow my hands, and it's like you've got a string attached to you and their head, and they actually follow. Yeah, it's it's really. It's yeah, it's really easy to follow that way. So that's just. uh, And you can see the differences. Like I've got the uh, I've got the images there where his head's tilted one way, then it's tilted back and to the side, and then it's straight on, and it's bang. It's really strong.
1: So one of the things that Gina teaches in the posing and directing course is to help your model or your subject or whoever uh, find their good side. And really it's you have to find their good side. And one of the things she says is to basically get them to, um, you know, turn their heads slowly until yeah, you yeah. – but while you are looking through the viewfinder, yeah, yeah. not while you're just looking at them straight on, while you're actually looking at them through the viewfinder because at some point you'll go, that's it that's your yeah. good side and is an yeah. expert at doing that but it comes from you know a prac on a practical level something that you can do too which is just getting them to turn their head until you spot it.
2: Until you spot it and then mm. training yourself to see it and you mm. will see it there'll be that mm. moment where you go I get it now I get it I see it with practice. Yeah. Um so then we changed it up, Val. So I wanted to really bring the uh, ambience of the room down, and I wanted to come in and bring in uh, a beauty dish and light with that. So beauty dish gives a uh, a hard uh, a soft hard light. It's a mix, uh, but it also has a really rapid fall off. So it's fantastic for really uh, sculpting the face. Uh, gives a uh, beautiful definition to cheekbones makes people look beautiful at the right angle and uh got rid of uh the ambient by bringing up my shutter speed and uh basically uh set that up and it's a completely different look to the shot. It's just like sharp and really um uh slick. Looking for and, and he's completely suited up now. He's got the tie on and uh the the uh, the, the the suit and everything. Um and so with this once I positioned and I was really happy and sitting there telling myself, Yeah, look how good am I, then I really looked through the viewfinder again and and then I'm really I'm shooting horizontally a lot now, Val. I've almost ditched vertical. So you can probably hear Gary's like rolling around on the mat, just like being very happy so if you can't can see hear that, but glad you know, glad to, glad to glad know he is well he's snorting away so i just like you know don't want anyone to think it's me just <laughs> to be clear he
1: gary is a dog and he's not <laughs> snorting coke
2: no no i hope not no um, i hope I, I i told him to give that away oh, <laughs> so I couldn't afford it um so th- th- that shot i've got him uh almost dead Dead center of the frame, which it's like I'm get I'm still getting used to sh- shooting in a horizontal format, Val, because it's only something I've really started forcing myself to do in like the last year or so. I was always vertical, 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 but there's more use for horizontal. I've found these so days, yes, these days much more use. So I'm shooting horizontal, but now I have to train myself to uh, stop keeping my uh, subject dead center. So um, this is something I noticed, and you can see the difference. Uh, I put these in the show notes as well, where I've sort of uh, had him dead centre and then I've moved him off to the side and just how, how different uh, the two images look and and giving some space either side. I'm thinking about uses for, for Timothy for web. They can put text there to the side, you know, all sorts of things. This could still be cropped as a cover as well. You've got space uh, for all of that in a vertical format. So that was just my thinking Behind that shot, I love the beauty dish She just gives such a good look. Little dook in the eyes. It's lovely. Um, so, the next shot we did was uh, we had uh, a retro, like, really old school um, punching bag, Val. Um, how come you didn't, like, have a go at that? Like, get out, you bust out your moves for that, Val? Because you have to
1: wear gloves.
2: You, yeah, we had gloves. I
1: know, but I'm really clean and I only like to wear my gloves. Are yours pink?
2: No, they're not pink. <laughs> but I'm very particular. Because <laughs> on so many levels, you're such a princess. <laughs> it just, it still doesn't make any sense to me. What doesn't make any sense? This whole kick punch thing that you do. It just doesn't, the whole Valerie. Why not? Q- I don't know, <laughs> just, I can't imagine it. Anyway, I know it makes you very happy. So, this uh, was before, a beautiful.
1: I, I'd like to just pause there um, yeah. before you move on to the image, which I love, of yeah. uh, Timothy with a punching bag. Yeah. Uh, I just want to talk, we, we've included an image in the show notes of a colour card. Now, Timothy um, is, there, there's an image of Timothy in the shot and Aaron, your assistant, has held up a colour card. Can you just just go into a little bit more detail on what a colour card looks like and what it's for?
2: So colour checker, it's got all the different uh, uh, basic colours, and then there's uh, all the whites and uh, greys of the like the greys on there. And basically, uh, what you what you can use that for is if you're shooting and it's something that like I, I prefer to uh, do mine with a a gray card as well, or a white balance is to get your white balance correct. So basically um, if you're uh, shooting in a room that has mixed light, like where we were shooting, we had a little bit of fluoro kicking around. There was some tungsten lights uh, on in the room and then there was daylight and the flash, you know, And then there might be color casts from if you've got like a colored wall, uh, light might reflect on that and change the color tones. To get the right white balance, uh, you uh, can then uh, you hold up this card, take a photo and then bring it into Lightroom or Capture One and you can click balance to get the shot back to a neutral tone. And then you can either choose to warm it up or cool it back from there. But you'll get, you'll render the colours correctly. And if you're ever doing uh, like catalogue or stuff like that, you've got all the other colours in there. So, you can see how they should, uh, how they look, how they should look. Yeah. So, basically, so if you're trying to get the right colours for a, a red jumper, you can match it up against this colour checker.
1: Yeah. So basically it's something, it looks a little bit like a wallet and when you open it up, you can open kind of like to different pages and you can, uh, there's, and in the page in this image, there's a whole range of different greys as well as a row of some of the main colours like red, orange, yellow, green, blue, you know, all of that. And um, uh, you hold it up next to the person's face and as Gina mentioned, you can use it as a reference point then.
2: Yes, yes, for when you're doing your post-processing. Right. So, so the boxing shots, so we've got this retro, beautiful yes. leather boxing bag and old-fashioned leather uh, uh, boxing, boxing gloves, gloves, but not those red, bright ones, like old school from, like, the 20s or yeah. something. That's, what, that's from where it was from. So I thought I'd do – and the, the the boxing bag is uh, hanging from the roof in chains, like rusty chains. So it was really old school, but very, very cool. So I thought I'd do a, a nice body shot. And uh, what we he was in uh, a, a white room, sort of like a cream-coloured room. There still was a lot of daylight there. So, what we did was uh, I killed all the ambient by just bringing my shutter speed up to 200. And then I had to uh, shoot at a higher, uh, higher F-stop as well uh, just to kill any ambient in the room. And we actually uh, rendered the background black. So, made it look like it was completely like there was... We were in a grungy, dirty sort of, um, not dirty, but like a grungy, dark. I wanted to create a dark, moody uh, image and uh, highlight uh, Timothy's muscles.
1: He had a six-pack.
2: He had an eight-pack, Val. An eight-pack, yes. Yes. And so what we did was we had the beauty dish on a boom and we actually top lit him. So it tilted, it lit his face beautifully with the, beauty and, uh, dish. with the beauty dish and then it spills down to um because uh, it's a like top lighting uh learned from peter andre yep <laughs> <laughs> um but what it does is when you light like that where there's muscles uh the top have a highlight and then where where underneath the muscle you get a shadow so you're getting hot contrast and uh like the definition muscles, uh, you get much much more definition so I've always said if you want to do those mirror selfies where (laughs) you show off your six-pack because they're very popular get down lights in your bathroom Mm. and stand under the down light yeah and you will just always look like you got a six-pack you know or it'll enhance those so that's what we did uh but we did it with lighting and then I just wanted to add a bit of uh industrial uh sort of look to that. So we had uh, a little uh light sort of to to the side um coming across his body and uh we've just put a, a bit of a, a blue gel on that and that just sort of uh lit up his abs a little bit more Val. They were basically focused on his abs so in order to no, hit, give yeah, the abs well, we definition. Hit, hit the abs for more definition and um who doesn't love a six pack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um we shot that and then I actually uh, then went vertical with that, that image, and it just actually did, did work uh, a lot better there, so um, uh, and then I also was very low, uh, very low to the ground and shooting up so that he looks really heroic and uh, uh, the other thing about uh, Timothy is his skin tone, very dark skin tone. Uh it's not uh it's not the darkest skin tone I've seen, but it's probably maybe a couple of shades uh uh from from being jet black. Black, dark, dark skin tones, um uh defined by highlights fell, not shadows. So like a very light or a white skin tone, you give those definition by shadow. So you'll you'll light them maybe to the side so that you've got a shadow coming across. That's what defines and gives it that 3D look. But a darker skin tone... Uh, is rendered three-dimensional by the highlights. So it's the opposite. And the other thing that looks fantastic on darker skin tones is using a silver reflector. And so what we did was a couple of things when we used fill for these shots, we used the silver side so that we could get those beautiful uh, silver highlights on the skin, which just looked fantastic. And uh, in the beauty dish as well, I would usually have a, uh, a white disc inside the beauty dish. I had a silver one for this one and it just gave really beautiful little um specular highlights with nice silver ones really uh made his skin uh gave it a beautiful shimmer looked amazing looked amazing so um one more, Val, because uh, was uh, we went outside in the pitch black. And the uh, rain. In the rain, a little hilltop that I decided to head out to. And uh, we had sort of like city lights in the background. I shot long with my 70 to 200. I had the 580 EX and a grid spot. Could not get the receivers and the flash to talk to each other. I've since found out there is a problem with American um, uh, um, pocket wizards. And The 580 EX they don't talk to each other, so I'm trying to work around some hacks, but that explains my entire Sicily trip. So it wasn't me, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we had to ditch because it's raining, Val. It was stre- that was stressful that whole shot. We and it was cold, and the poor model is getting wet, so we had to ditch my idea with the speed light, come up with plan B, which is use uh my young um, uh tungsten light, LED light and just uh, use that to light him. And it worked a treat. And then he, ne- I nearly killed him because there was a car coming behind, but the headlights were so beautiful that I'm like, no, no, stay, stay there. So I kept shooting until the last minute and then we got him off the road. At, Don't try this at home, kids. But um, it's uh, it was fantastic. So that light like, lit up behind. So it was creating a background out of nothing really and if it had been pouring we could have put a flash behind him and lit up the rain and that would have been another option as well so there you go that was the shoot with the um the amazingly talented uh quadruple slashy timothy quintuple timothy. slashy Quinta, So five yeah mm. timothy springs amazing guy look out for him
1: yeah and i just want to make a comment about that last shot it was you know yeah. cold rainy um and it was just in what seemed like a boring suburban street with no particular useful background
2: but you questioning me at that point Val We you going no to, no I knew
1: like, I, I, I know you know, know how to create, create magic <laughs> and so it's um and Gina got Timothy to stand on the road as in the road where cars go in this boring old suburban street but when you see this shot, which is a shot of him in a red suit, and, you know, it was practically pitch black, so I'm wondering how in the world a shot is even going to be achieved because yeah. there's no light. But what's happened is that using the simple handheld Yongnuo LED light... It's good. It You know, that lights up the front of Timothy's face, but then Gina has waited, well, not waited, magically a car has come up from behind Timothy, so given him this incredibly wonderful outline like a halo yeah, yeah. Um, from the back but also the uh, headlight of the car has just turned into this magical little starburst which you've captured and um, it is such a sophisticated, awesome shot that looks like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's straight out of a Hollywood movie poster
2: and, and so, flare too, Val. You get lens flare as well, brilliant. which is like real lens flare,
1: so the even real So <laughs> when you are in a boring old suburban street and it's pitch black, cold, windy, rainy, you can create magic if you think about what you can do with what you've got. And um, I encourage you to look at the image in the show notes just to see what was achieved. So that I mean, it was such a, I, I really enjoyed it, even even if it was. You know, I, I I certainly enjoyed it from learning a whole heap of stuff. I really enjoyed filming you shooting him and bringing that to the God community. But of course, I really enjoyed talking about musical theatre with you. Yeah, I know. As I could well.
2: just see you. You were just like, "I'm going, oh my god." <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you just were so knowledgeable, Val. <laughs> like you know everything. Like you could write a book about musical theatre. You really Possibly. could.
1: And yeah. yeah, it was all I could do not to break out in song. I know. I was
2: waiting <laughs> for you.
1: <laughs> but anyway, that was um that was a great shoot. So, yep. what's happening this coming week with you, Gina?
2: Uh so uh shooting the next few days uh got some uh, I'm actually shooting theater at the end of the week and tomorrow I'm um doing more of the uh these portraits that I've been doing and then I'm going to uh work on my next project so Very uh, lo- lots of stuff to uh, keep me out of trouble what are you doing Val? more uh, travel well <laughs> no i will be
1: uh, uh Editing the uh, tutorials for the gold community, so yes, and and editing the videos of of you shooting Timothy, and um, it's just such great fly in the wall stuff. So um, yeah, it's all good fun. But anyway, where do we find you on social media online, Gina? Uh,
2: at uh, Militia dot com. So that's G I N A M I L I C I A at Gina Militia on Twitter at Gina Militia on Instagram and. Uh, at Gina Militia on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> I'll get there. Don't worry. I'll do something. See, you're some not stage. even on Snapchat. Why tell I'm people on, if I've you're got not? A, I've got a thing. doesn't mean, yeah, know. but that's useless if you're not on there. It it. Oh, no, I will get, I'll get on it. Don't worry. Mm. Um, keep talking while I think of Gina Challenge. Oh, yes. I'm <laughs>
1: at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. I am the Valerie Koo on Snapchat. And just search for Valerie Koo on uh, Facebook and you'll find me. But, uh, of course, do connect with us on the gold, in the gold community if you are a member and you can find out more about membership at GinaMilitia.com. So what is hashtag Gina Challenge this week? Slashy. Slashy? Yeah. Slashy. Okay. Yeah. So interpret that however you like. Slashy, that's S-L-A-S-H-I-E. Interpret that however you like. And um, do upload your photos that somehow depict slashy and uh, do hashtag Gina challenge and hashtag slashy. Uh, you can pop into the Facebook group as well, which is uh, So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. So uh, until next week, we look forward to chatting to you again then.
2: Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information,